Boom! And we are live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the AEW Dynamite Review Show, hosted by your boy, TK. And as always, where can you find the AEW Dynamite Review Show exclusively right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network? And that's right, folks. If you're watching live on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, you see I'm I'm not alone. And I got a first-time guest. I got a very special guest. I got the Carolina boss lady herself, one of the hosts of the Queen's Takeover podcast, and, and I'll throw your motherfucking ones up for the newest Bloodline member. She's part of the Bloodline Entertainment Network now. Kayla McCurry, what is going on? How you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm feeling really good that you're here for the first time on the show. Dynamite was a fun show tonight. We have a bunch to talk about there. And uh, yeah, I feel looking great. I'm feeling great. And before we get into things, before we talk about the show, as always, if you're watching, please hit that like button. Really, really would appreciate it. And I would appreciate even more if you went ahead and hit that subscribe button. Last time we were talking to you guys, we were trying to get over that 300 subscriber threshold. We did. We're over the 300. We boom. Thank you guys again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for hitting that like button. Thank you for hitting that subscribe button. We appreciate you greatly, but you don't just got to watch us. As I always say, you go ahead and type the bloodline entertainment network into your little search bar, Google, Bing, Yahoo, whatever it is. And then you can listen to us, Spreaker, Spotify, Apple music, every single music outlet out there, audio outlet out there. You can listen to us. And when you do that, the website will come up, bloodlinenetwork.com, sports, wrestling, entertainment, all our videos, all our audio, everything we do in under one roof. And, and Kayla, Kayla's going to be a pretty good focal point of that website right in a little bit. I'm excited for her Chris Statlander piece. She's about to be dropping soon. So be on the lookout for that. And Kayla, what we do here on the show is this, I'll pull up. What I my notes I took throughout the show. We'll do a quick. Sometimes it's a not so quick rundown. Sometimes it's a quick rundown. Tonight, you're a very special guest. So what we're gonna do is a very very quick rundown. And then what we're gonna do is we're gonna play topic battle royal because we have so much fucking shit that we can talk about, and we're gonna play it back and forth. We got BCC versus the Elite and Blood and Guts next week. Sam Puck and Ricky Stacks in the finals of the Owen Hart tournament. That's going to be dope. We got the women's, which is presumably going to be Ruby Soho taking on Willow Nightingale. That's going to be a lot of fun. Miro and his cryptic promos. I know that, again, folks, this isn't dynamic, but we're going to talk about Collision, too. Of course, we're going to compare it all together. Miro got a, a cryptic promo. Everyone says he wants to fight this guy. Who is he going to fight? Is it War Daddy? Is it? We'll talk about it. FTR versus Bullet Club Black and Gold. Two out of three. Let's go. What's going on between Hook and Jack Perry? Adam Cole and MJF. That shit is majestic. We had the Battle Bowl, as I call it, because it's WCW shit. I love it. The Eliminator Tag Tournament. But the Battle Bowl, as I call it, back-to-back matches. But the one match I want to talk about, Kayla, is Danny and Sammy against Orange and Darby. Who will be the first world champion to come out of that grouping right there? You want to talk about pillars? We got four pillars in that match. We're going to talk about who's going to come out of that as the first world champ. AEW monthly pay-per-views on the horizon? 
Do you want it or not? We'll talk about that. 18-year-old stud Nick Wayne made his debut. Kid looked fire in that ring. We'll talk about that. And we'll talk about what happened to end the show. We got a couple of things with Don Callis. Don Callis and Chris Jericho is in a partnership. And, and Pack joined the BCC side of things as your boy and your other boy, Cage My IQ, Dan Bakley, had suggested was going to happen. Ultimately made all the sense in the world for Pack to join the BCC side of things. And Golden Lovers, Kota Ibushi, Hung Bucks, Golden Lovers, BC, or BCC versus the Elite. I'm so excited. So, Kayla, we'll play Topic Battle Royal. Before we run down the show really quick, let's rip into the comments, okay? And I know the comments are hot and heavy. We got our boy Ben Buster Graydon. What's good, baby? Let's do this. South Philly Psycho and the champion of the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Dom, what's up, Lady Kayla? The king of bangers. What's good? As the champ is here. Oh, the first lady, how you doing? Thank you for tuning in tonight. And she says, welcome, Kayla, to the bloodline. We are also happy to have you here. Marcus, World Elite Podcast. Always throw my ones up to you. <laughs> you got the Carolina boss lady. Hell yeah. Not just on the show, but we got the Carolina boss lady is what we did. Talented ass woman right here. I know I'm talking. We're going to hear what she's got to say, Okay. Charles Smith, always tuning in. Appreciate you greatly, man. I'll throw my ones up to you. Dylan, you're on vacation. Enjoy that <laughs> one. Up, oh, my brother. Faction Cast KPG. Ah, thank you, my dude, for tuning in. Appreciate you always. Justin, we was just talking about you. We were just talking about you. We, I miss you. I miss you so much. One's up for the Carolina Boss Lady and the Banger of Podcast, the best TK. Round salute. Royal two sweets up, man. Justin's the man. KPG saying Dynamite was awesome. Damn, Dynamite must have been awesome because he's simping for Jade and Jade ain't around. So, damn, okay, must have been a good show tonight. My boy, Nick, Universal Wrestling Podcast, my tag team partner. Your one's up for him. Universal Wrestling Podcast going live this Friday night. This Friday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Go and check them out. The man, the myth, the legend, himself, Devin Clerkstreet Wrestling Podcast, CEO. Throw your ones up. Did you, uh, I want to know if you watched AEW tonight. I want to know if you watched AEW, Devin. Leave that in the comments for sure. B-E-N, B-E-N. Yeah, we'll get the AEW crowd chanting that one day. And uh, he says, that sounds like an orgy, then a blood and guts match with all the names involved. I mean, I mean. Appreciate the comment section. Appreciate it so much. And Kayla, like I said, I really just want to get into what you got to say about all this. All right. So I am going to do the fastest three minute Chris Berman impression I can possibly do and rip through this dynamite so we can go and play topic battle royal. Okay. So first of all, before I do that, I want to ask you, what was your overall take on the show tonight? Did you enjoy it? Not enjoy it? What were your thoughts? enjoyed it i mean i've seen worse honestly you know so but tonight was actually a good good one for sure yeah i i i didn't i I did enjoy it i thought it was good in the ring i thought it told good stories 
Um, I thought I, I thought I thought there was a lot of pride. Kota Bushi's debut pack saying fuck you, Kenny Omega, because he hates Kenny Omega. He mm-hmm. hates Kenny Omega. So Pack being that last guy on the BCC side of things, whether he joins BCC or not, will be dope. And what I would like to see, and we'll talk about this. I'd like to see the Lucha Brothers involved on that side of things and Pack involved on that side of things, so we get the the at the end of the Death Triangle and that because we already had seen that coming with all the hammer mm-hmm. use. So we'll, we can talk about that. We'll talk about that momentarily. Thank you, Nick. You are a Jima dude. But I'm going to run this down as fast as I can run this down. AEW Collision. We had the Owen Hart tournament basically come into fruition. CM Punk beat Samoa Joe for the first time. Ricky Starks beat Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs got pissed at QT Marshall. Maybe a face turn there from Hobbs. Looking forward to that. Um, we got the BC Gold defeated FTR in a 28-minute match. 28-minute match. And that match was highly enjoyable. If you like tag team wrestling, like I felt like I was seven years old again watching an old school tag team match in WCW Saturday night. Go back and watch that. Scorpio Sky made his return to be action Andretti. That was awesome to see him back. Julia Hart, my God, she is a kid. She looks fantastic. Her entrance, her persona in ring, she's gotten so much better. She looked great. Miro cut his promo. He no longer has his double jointed wife. He no longer has his God. He no longer has his belt, but he has someone he's coming after. Who is that? I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it tonight. Maybe we won't. Um, let's get into the card tonight. Chris Jericho beat Coman there. Fun match. Jericho acted like a face for a little bit. Got into the heel shit, started flipping off the crowd. After the match, Don Callis came out in front of Jericho, asked Jericho if he wanted to form a stable with him still, showed him a video of their past together, talked about the guy who mentored them, yada, 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 all that stuff. Jericho kind of walked away smiling from it, said maybe again. So maybe Jericho and Don Callis get together. We get a Jack, Alec, or I think it was Alex Marvez was in the back with Jack Perry. Jack Perry's in a car SUV saying he's got to hide from Hook. He can't be around Hook. He's a hoodlum. Hook somehow is in the car. Jack Perry runs away. Hook chases him for the third week in a row. Maybe we'll talk about that. Don Callis says Kenny Omega is a coward, and he'll be announcing the fifth member of the BCC alone in the ring tonight. This was fucking awesome. Uh, MJF and Adam Cole are in a bar. <laughs> Sounds like a joke, right? Adam Cole and MJF are in a bar. They're taking shots or having drinks. It's pretty funny. It's just exactly how you'd expect. They're starting to be friends. It's uh, it's kind of interesting. But they're popping shots. Four girls walk by. MJF goes two and two. Adam Cole goes, are you fucking stupid? So MJF goes, okay, fine. He takes four girls to the back. He walks back with the zipper down, zipping it back up. Adam Cole tells Max, so he goes, I'll wear that shirt. Because they're always talking about that shirt. He goes, if you do a certain something. And what was it? It was playing video games. So they went and played video games together. And uh, MJF actually started to enjoy it. MJF goes, uh, you know, I really never played video games with a friend. Adam Cole started to feel bad for him. And then MJF goes, let's win the tag titles together because we are better than you. And Adam Cole goes, baby. So, like, they're starting to buy into it a little bit. Um, We get the Danny Guevara, or the Danny Guevara, the Danny Garcia and Sammy Guevara versus... Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen match. The JAS gets the win. Dan, Danny and Sammy get the win because Swerve, Swerve of all people, got involved in the match along with Prince Nana. It was fun though because you had Orange and Sammy going back and forth with hand stuff and Sammy doing his pose, Danny doing his dancing. Darby and Sammy shook hands multiple times before the match, during the match, after the match. Swerve cost Darby. That's a story. Swerve and Darby is where we're going because Darby, he trained Nick Wayne. So we're going to get. 
the Nick Wayne versus Swerve match later. This led right into a Nick, Nick Wayne vignette, which gave me fucking chills. Told Nick Wayne's story. Everyone complains that AEW doesn't tell stories, doesn't say who these people are. Told the fucking Nick Wayne story. That was great. I loved every second of that. Adam Cole and MJF and ended up beating Big Bill and Brian Cage. Big Bill and Brian Cage. I can fuck with them as a tag team. I would definitely enjoy them as a tag team permanently. Adam Cole and MJF were a lot of fun. MJF, once again, just like last week, he wrestled the majority of the match, which was cool. Um, he had the crowd chanting body slam. His objective of the match was to body slam Big Bill. He did body slam Big Bill. They didn't get the double clothesline that they wanted, but they will get that double clothesline at some point. Their entrance was incredible. MJF acting as this like super over, uber fucking over baby faces fucking just really cool. We know it's not going to last, but Adam Cole was the one who said earlier, like, I expected to turn on you, Max, but you're kind of cool. Max said the same thing. Roderick Strong is sitting here like, what the fuck is going on? What are you doing? That's a story. I'm excited. The end of the match came with a super kick to Big Bill on the outside. Heat seeker to Brian Cage in the ring. Adam Cole hits the boom, baby. One, two, three on Brian Cage. It is over. Story time with MJF and Adam Cole after the match. They talked to the crowd. MJF was hot with the crowd. Super fucking over. They end it at the end of the day by saying that they will be the next AEW Tag Team Champions because they will stay aligned. MJF asks why. As, or Adam Cole asks MJF why. And he says, because we're better than you. And Adam Cole goes, baby, again. We get Renee Paquette outside Chris Jericho's locker room. Jake Hager's out there with his hat on. He walks in there and says, he asks what's going on. Jericho says he doesn't know. Jake Hager says, I've been with you forever. Quit MMA for you. Came to AEW with you. Gave him his purple hat and sent him out. Really weird shit. Maybe Jake Hager's out of JAS. Maybe there is no more JAS. Ruby Soho versus Sky Blue in the quarterfinals or the semifinals of the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament. Soraya and, and Tony Storm are obviously out there. Tony Storm got involved early, slammed Sky Blue into the steps. It was a fun bet. They got ejected right after that, so it was one-on-one. -on -one. Fun back-and-forth match. Sky fought her fucking ass off, but this was great showing Ruby Soho and how good she is in the ring. She was too damn tough on her own. She has no future on Sky from the top rope, and that was all she wrote. One, two, three. Outcast came to celebrate. Swerve versus Nick Wayne. Darby walked Nick Wayne out, kissed him on the cheek. Very fucking great moment to start the match. Swerve had the advantage most of the match until Darby came out, provided a distraction. Nick Wayne hit a nasty reverse Rana from the top rope, and I mean it was nasty. Go and just watch that spot. Uh, Swerve ended up bouncing back, hits a huge power bomb from the top rope, reversing a move from Nick Wayne. Swerve hits, uh, that was just for a two. Swerve hit a swerve kick for a two. But JML driver, nasty JML driver for the one, two, three, and that is all she wrote. Darby checked on Nick Wayne after the match. Darby and Swerve obviously got something going on here. Hopefully not until Keith Lee and Swerve, and let's call it that. Main event, we got about eight minutes left in the show. Don Callis comes to the ring. Kenny Omega comes to confront him. Pack attacks him from behind, just like I fucking predicted. And my guy Bakley predicted, but Pack attacked Kenny Omega from behind. They get the upper advantage on the elite in the ring. Uh, they put a chair around his neck. Pack goes to the top rope. Kenny Omega, Moxley puts the mic to his mouth and says, do you have a fifth member? Omega says, look at the screen, and it is Kota fucking Abushi. The Golden Lovers are a fucking thing out of nowhere. Super kicks, double buckshot to Moxley and Takeshka. The Golden Lovers are here. The five on five, the BCC versus the Elite. We know the teams now. It is next week. We might do a watch along. I'm fucking jazzed. Kayla, talk to me about whatever you want to talk about from this show, from Collision. Topic battle royal time. What do you want to talk about, my lady? Um, MJF and Adam Cole. All right. All right. Um, I mean, I mean, I met never really been a huge fan of MJF. 
And, you know, I've always been a fan of Adam Cole, even when he was in WWE and NXT. And then in the fact you put team him up with MJF and it's like, no, he can't grow on me. He can't grow on me, but MJF <laughs> is growing on me. <laughs> um, so, you know, even from the very beginning, I did like Orange and Orange Cassidy and um, Darby, you know, as a tag team, um, which in a couple weeks um, I get, well, I'll meet a few other people, but um, my mom's a huge fan of Orange Cassidy. So we actually get to meet Orange Cassidy in a couple weeks. She's so we're excited with that. Um, awesome. But, you know, I was kind of going for them, but then now it's more, even from the very beginning, it's like, I want MJF and Adam Cole to win this whole thing. Come on, you know, because as you know, seeing their history, you know, tag team is, you know, how can I say? At first I thought the blind eliminator was kind of weird how you're teaming up with people, but um, I absolutely love them as a tag team. Like I said, MJF's growing on me and everything else, but, you know, I'm excited to see how it goes. Maybe they'll become champions. Or who knows, at the end, they might end up turning each other because they can't stand each other. So, I mean, good serve, really. Let me me ask you, all right, on that note, on that note, who would you prefer turn on who at this point? Because MJF is acting so dope in this role that he's in. Would you almost prefer an Adam Cole and Roderick Strong full-blown fucking heel turn on MJF and like we get a double switch or do you just want MJF just to be the dick that he is and in the finals maybe just maybe they lose the FTR and then MJF just clocks him with the fucking ring which way would you rather that go it's kind of tricky really because you know because you like you said you know how MJF can be a dick and you know just playing the game then you know Adam Cole's got his mind games too and but then again Roderick shows like I don't trust him. Why are you hanging out with him? You know, so I don't really have a preference. I would kind of prefer, you know, I'd be happy either way. Cause like I said, I just feel like, um, it'd be great storytelling either way. Cause you don't, you wouldn't know what's coming. Like, Hey, you might expect a lot of people say, well, MJF will turn. Well, no, Adam Cole could just be playing games just like he would just make it work. Because I just like the fact that MJF comes out and he's doing the trying to do his moves, dress like him. And it's like, okay, you're. Yeah. Is it going to be where he's going to try? That little funny thought. Obviously, you know, Adam Cole's dating Britt Baker. Is he going to try to get someone that looks like Britt Baker to like mock Adam Cole? I mean, something. I could see MJF doing that being crazy. Like, hey, I found me a Britt Baker and have someone coming that looks like her or something, you know, just different things. Um, but hey, like I said, they, I mean, there's just a good, there's good story going in between it. And that's what's exciting about it. So, absolutely. And they've been telling really good stories. Is MJF, the whole MJF Adam Cole thing, like I said earlier, MJF and Adam Cole walk into a bar. It's as funny as you'd fucking think it is. The MJF and Adam Cole in the gym thing, pretty damn funny. MJF and Adam Cole playing video games, pretty damn funny. And, you know, KPG says next week is going to be great. He's really enjoying Dynamite. Um, shout out to Danny Garcia, my fellow sports entertainer. Danny's fucking great. We're going to talk about Danny momentarily. Justin says he's been buzzing for Nick Wayne to debut since the day he got signed, which I believe was when he was 16. So it's crazy how fast fucking time, pl- time flies. Such a dope debut. 
JD says, so happy for Nick Wayne. Absolutely. Cannot wait until next week. Yo, I'm thinking, I'm thinking watch along. I'm thinking watch along. So I'm just thinking, just talking out loud. I'm just thinking watch along, all right? And I'm going to throw my ones up. Courtney, what's good? What's up, Tim? Hey, Kayla. And Cage, my brother, my brother, my brother. Throw your ones up for him. Dan Bakley, Cage, my IQ, doing great stuff on the MMA scene, wrestling scene, as always. Courtney says she wants MJF to get his damn ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fair. That is definitely fair, Courtney. And listen, it, um, this, this whole thing with me, I was like, what are you going to do with MJF and Adam Cole to push this all the way out to all, all out? Because I don't think they're going to do it at all in. Maybe it's... <laughs> Maybe, oh no, because they already announced the, the date of the, the finals. Never mind. I was going to say maybe it's MJF and Adam Cole against FTR at All In. And then that's where the drama happens. And then you get MJF and Adam Cole at All Out for the championship. And that's how we push there. Because my biggest thing was how do we get there? How do we get to the point where we're going to have a pay per view match? We can't run the trials and tribulations of MJF again. That's really boring. I went on, I've said a hundred times on these airwaves, going back to January, that what MJF had been doing was incredibly boring. And his title reign is going to be unsuccessful if he maintains this. Since I said that, everything he's done has been fucking gold. He's been, he, I thought he was great in the four pillar feud. I thought he was great on the second half of the Brian Danielson feud. This shit with Adam Cole is phenomenal. He's wrestling. Like, MJF is wrestling. Like, he's getting in the ring and he's wrestling. We know he can wrestle. We know he could wrestle. He just doesn't do it. And he's doing it. And the way he's acting like a face in these promos and these vignettes with Adam Cole, it, we know he's going to turn. And if it's not, like, it, to me, it would be so crazy if it was Adam Cole who went ahead and he just was like, fuck you, I'm turning. Because Adam Cole's a natural heel. I know everybody in the world wants Adam Cole to be the dude to dethrone MJF. But what if it's a double turn? And like, I, no, because of this comment right here. I want MJF to get his damn ass kicked, right? Like, no one, no one wants that. Everyone wants face Adam Cole to be, everyone wants MJF to turn on Adam Cole and then Adam Cole beat MJF hypothetically at all out. I don't know, though. I don't know that it goes down that way. I think that we might still get some crazy fucked up shit where we get MJF and CM Punk at all out. MJF beats CM Punk and then MJF loses to Adam Cole at full gear. But that's a long, long term down the road booking. Yo, what up, Victor? Throw your ones out for Victor, man. Thank you for joining the chat. Appreciate you, my dude, for sure. Kayla, usually we go back and forth here and play Topic Battle Royale, okay? And I usually like, I'll ask you, we'll go to me, I'll ask you, you go to me. But I want to go to you one more time because like, you're a very special guest. You're debuting here on the Bloodline. So I want to I want to know what you want to talk about, okay? So we still got the five-on-five five Blood and Guts match. Now let me know that we got Pac and Kota Ibushi. Let's let me talk about that. Who's going to win? Kota Ibushi's, like, what it means, his importance. Pac, where did that come from? We can talk about CM Punk and Ricky Starks in the finals. We can talk about Andrade and House of Black, who's Miro's opponent. Jericho and Don Callis, is that a thing? Who's going to win the title first of those four pillars we were talking about? Nick Wayne, monthly pay-per-views. What do you want to talk about, boss lady? Um, Let's see. I'm actually, as I'm watching some of the comments, um, I'm actually going to jump to the whole Nick Wayne 
debut. Right. I mean, that kid had skills. I mean, he dominated throughout the whole time. And, you know, so many times so close in that match. And, you know, he gave Swerve his run for his money. And yeah. he actually had that match won when before he put his foot on the rope. And I'm like, no. But, um, I mean, I don't know, honestly, how much, um, how many more times after tonight we'll see him. I mean, he's still young, still got a whole future ahead of him. But um, hopefully he's around to stay because if he can do that against Worth Strickland, you can only imagine um, who else he can go up against. Um, you know, I mean, obviously we won't see him go up against Darby Allen quite yet because it's kind of like his mentor. But um, Ooh, that would be interesting. It would be an interesting just because what if like Nick yeah. Wayne just turned heel right away and joined mobile <laughs> just, you know, like went behind Swerve's wing and it was like, oh, because we already got like Darby and Keith Lee doing a thing together. What if mm-hmm. like Nick Wayne was like, fuck you, Darby, and then like I'm going with that, yeah, yeah, because you know, Swerve bloodied him up in Defy. So, like, mm-hmm. what if, what if, what if. <laughs> I can see that. Be a nice way of turn. Devin. Yeah, I don't see the big deal about Nick Young. Yeah. Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne. I know what you meant. I know what you meant for sure. <laughs> um, he's just he's a kid, but you you're not he's like a big deal on the indies. That's the thing. If like you're an independent wrestling watcher, then you really you it's yeah. a big deal to you because this kid's like wrestled everyone on the independent scene and then just to show up at the, I thought he had a great match at 18 18 like that's why I love what Julia Hart does it's like fucking like I think yeah. she's 20 now but like what she does is incredible like I couldn't imagine being 18 and doing what this kid does like crazy 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 but I I, I get what you're saying he's just another flippity flopper out there but he's 18 flippity flopping so that's what makes that's like, like that's that's the difference um yeah, for sure. Do we see a fifth member of the BBC, BCC being uh, Jericho? No, it was actually, uh, it was packed. It was packed tonight. I don't know if you saw it to end the show. It was packed. It was really cool. Pack ended up coming out, attacking Kenny Omega, which was dope because pac has been out of commission for the last like three to four months because Kenny Omega injured him. Well, I guess like really injured him. So, I mean, what a story. And even going back to the origins of AEW, Pac and Kenny Omega have wrestled how many times? They had that banger Iron Man match on TV. They wrestled for the triple threat title match with Orange Cassidy. They wrestled the, the, all, the best of seven series for the trios championship. So they've wrestled a multitude of times. So Pac being in there made just the utmost of sense. And Pac joining the BCC honestly makes the, a shitload of sense. I don't know that he officially does. I still don't know that Takeshka is officially a member of the BCC or not. Whether they are or whether they're not, they're badass motherfuckers who fit well with the BCC. And you get Mox and you get a Claudio. And, you know, they brought Wheeler into that. They beat the, they beat Wheeler. It's crazy to say, but they beat Wheeler into the motherfucking thing, dude. Like, Pack and Takeshka fit. Pack really fits. I said this earlier. And fuck it. Let's just talk about what I'll say about Nick Wayne is this. Nick Wayne, 18 years old, fucking mad respect. My hope, 
hope he goes heel. Hope he goes mogul embassy. Hope he goes like, I wouldn't say chicken shit heel, but hope he goes heel and develops some sort of a character behind Swerve or Prince Nana. And fucking, you got the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage behind you. There you go. Then you can solidify the kid as a heel. Then he could feud with Darby. You know, that's a that's a big program for that kid at 18 to feud with Darby. So that's kind of my hope. We get a little Keith Lee Darby thing against Swerve and Nick Wayne. I think that would be cool. But let's go into this blood and guts thing because this blood and guts thing is really what got me going to end the show. Show was good. Pack showing up, killed it for me. Like bang, like let's motherfucking go. And then Kota Bushi on the screen. Everyone was like, we'll be disappointed if it's not Coda. We'll be disappointed if it's not Coda. But at the end of the day, who else would it have been? Nobody in the world would have made sense to be on the elite side of things. They had written the story that Kota Ibushi is coming. I guess you'd have to follow dirt sheets or whatever, the internet, to know Kota Ibushi has recently said, Konosuke Takeshka is nothing. He is nothing. He's like, I literally look at him and see nothing. I don't get the allure of Konosuke Takeshka. And this was before he heel turned. So now that he flipped and he's on that side, like it all made the utmost of sense. And I'm so very excited to see this match. We're going to have John Moxley, Claudio Castanoli, Wheeler Yuta, Kanosuke Takeshka, and Pack, and Pack taking on Kenny Omega, the Hung Bucks, Hangman Adam Page, the Young Bucks, and Kota Abushi. So you got the Golden Lovers and the Hung Bucks. The most elite of the elite team taking on a badass version of the BCC team. To me, the prediction is easy. It's the elites. They're not bringing Kota Bushi in to lose this match. The uh, it, it's kind of fucked up because you know the the elite side of things just won the match at Forbidden Door, but at the end of the day, the faces go over in AEW. The big question here is to me. Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, their contracts are, are coming to an end sooner than later. The guys on the other side are the guys who are going to be in the company for a while. Do they just make the heels win here? I, I mean, I don't know. My prediction, the Elite win. I would love, I'm rooting for the BCC. Fuck the Elite. Everyone knows how I feel about the Elite. Fuck the Elite. I'll be rooting for the BCC all day. Only guy I care about on that one side is Hanger. Love Hanger. The rest of them will fuck off. BCC all day to me. But I think the elite win the match. So, Kayla, what do you? What's your take on this match? What's your excitement level, and who wins? Absolutely love both sides. Um, Young Bucks are okay. Um, I do like Kenny Omega. Love Hangman Adam Page. Met the guy twice in real life. Really awesome guy. Um, so I've always been a fan of him. Um, of course, Coda. You know, he's with him in new Japan and stuff like that. Um, still kind of getting familiar, um, with him. Um, Blackpool combat club, obviously I love Claudio when he was part of WWE. Um, never really a fan of Wheeler, Utah. Uh, I just, but you know, he's actually kind of grown me a little bit. Obviously I've been a big fan of John Moxley way before even AEW. So, um, you know, it's just, and then, you know, Pac is just the bastard that decides he wants revenge. So, uh, yeah, but no, I'm, yes. I'm excited for both sides. Um, I do, like I said, I love both. Um, but honestly, if I had to choose the winner, I honestly do think the elite will get the win again. 
because look how long the Blackpool Combat Club was ransacking over Elite, taking out everybody. And um, and I kind of want to bounce back something. I don't know if this would have any kind of say into it, but the segment where Eddie and Mox was backstage and they were arguing and Renee's like, you need to fix this. <laughs> so um, I don't know, maybe that might have a take in of maybe I'm trying to fix it or something. Um, like I said, I would kind of like to see Blackpool Combat Club come up and win, but like I said, I'm leading towards more of the elite. Tell him. <laughs> Tell All right, Tony Khan, we want Blackpool Combat Club. You want the BCC, damn it. No, storyline-wise, storyline-wise, Hangman Page closes the chapter and gets the fucking win. This, it, right? This is all at the end of the day. Pack probably joined Don Callis's team. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Dude. Bakley. Yeah, for sure. The man with the brains over here, for sure. That's right. Uh, uh, Takeshka and Pack starting on that. <laughs> Fucking Christ, dude. Bring over like Big Bill. Mm, Jesus. And he says murder of Bush coming next week. See you, Mike. Justin, I miss you. I said, fuck, I just see you and I just miss you. The story with Combat Club and the Elite has been incredible. Blood and Guts is going to be insane. Couldn't think of a more spot-on way to end it. Justin, who wins the match? Put it in the comment section. I want to hear what you got. And actually, anyone in the comment section, Courtney, Bakley, Devin, anyone else still here watching? Put it in the comment section. Who do you think is going to win? BCC or the Elite? It's the end of the feud. It's the end of the chapter. It's the end of the story. It's got to be the Elite. The face has got to win, right? It's an AEW thing. Bakley Pack was going to join Callis family, but when Brian Danielson got injured, they just probably threw him in his spot. That's what they did to Claudio last year, and Claudio ended up a full-fledged member of the BCC. And hey, we'll answer your question for sure. Courtney says, What are y'all thoughts on Brian Pillman Jr. not in AEW anymore? I'll give you my thoughts in a second. I'll go to you first, Kayla. What are your thoughts? Um, the, the elite. There you go. I guess he doesn't give a I fuck. Know. I, I kind of just kind of randomly showed up on my Twitter feed that he was no longer, you know, with AEW, and I was just like, okay. Um, I don't know. A lot of people normally when they leave AEW, because I can say if there's a few people in AEW right now that would love to go to WWE, but I don't know if he'll end up there or he'll go, you know, elsewhere. Um, but he kind of really wasn't around very much in AEW. So it's kind of like you kind of forgot that he was there. So um, so honestly, whatever Brian's next adventure is, I'm all for it. Excited to see what's next. I mean, there, you know, so much out there for him, you know, to accomplish. Heck, who knows? We might end up seeing him in WWE at this point. <laughs> so. Yeah, my, my thoughts are this. I saw Brian Pillman win the Warrior Wrestling Championship at Warrior Wrestling 8. It was the first Warrior Wrestling event I ever went to. I'm like, damn, dope. Watch Brian Pillman's story play out on AEW television. Saw him with the Varsity Blondes. Saw they get really stale. I saw him wrestle a match against John Moxley. And, or I saw him wrestle, I think it was John Moxley in Cincinnati one night. and uh, Or it was a match. I forget. He was in the main event. I fucking forget who he wrestled in the main event. He wrestled someone in the main event, and John Moxley was out there with him in Cincinnati. He got super duper over. I think Brian Pillman is very good in the ring. I think the problem with Brian Pillman, and and I 
I have no real expertise on this as I don't know the man personally. I think the problem with Brian Pillman is he's probably a little immature backstage. He probably parties a little bit too hard and enjoys that side of life a little bit too hard. Again, do I know that? No, I have no idea. I have no means to speak on that. But just from what you see on social media, I think that he parties probably a little too hard. And I don't know that he goes to WWE. I think he goes to the independence a little bit. He works on his craft a little bit. And then maybe down the road, we'll see him in like an MLW or something. But um, I don't anticipate to see him WWE anytime soon. I think he's just got to go and work on himself first and then go from there. His tag team partner, on the other hand, Griff, um, Griff Garrison, I thought that dude, if you paint his hair black and put him in the house of black, would be a fucking monster. That kid's got a fucking body, dude. Like, he's a body guy, and he's athletic as fuck, dude. Like, I really like Griff. And I'm not just saying that because Julia's there. Like, I was thinking that before. You beat his ass, and you fucking convert him to that stable. And um, this was our Varsity Blondes talk for the evening. So thanks, Courtney, for bringing that up. Didn't think that was coming. Quick answers in the chat. BCC versus the Elite. We got Devin. I guess the Elite. And as I said, I don't think he gives a fuck. He said, like, I guess the Elite. He don't give a fuck. Um, Courtney, the Elite will win. Agreed. Justin, going with the Elite. No way they bring a Bushi and have him lose. Exactly. Courtney says CM Punk caused it. <laughs> oh, because oh my god, yeah, that's the rumor going around on Twitter that Brian Pillman and CM Punk had some little tiff and CM Punk causes release. I again I'm not in the know. I'm not backstage. Do I think that's a thing? No. I think as I said, I think Brian Pillman just parties a little bit too hard and he's got to get his maturity down a little bit. Like if you go and look at his like tweets between it, like three in the morning, Instagramming at three in the morning, saying some weird shit. You only do that shit if you're fucked up and you know, your company sees that stuff. You're, you're out there. You're out there. You can't be doing that shit. If you're out there and Devin says, yes, I'm right. He doesn't give a fuck. And as I saw that coming and Courtney, I'm with you. I like him. I met him. I think he's a really good dude. I hope he prospers as well. I really do. I think MLW would be a nice spot for him. I really think MLW would be a good spot for him. And Faction Cast KPG says, would love to have Tim on the show. If I ever decide to come back right now, I'm retired. Ah, KPG, can't wait for you to come back, bro. You do good stuff over there, man. I understand, dude. When you come back, we'll all be around. And, hey, the bloodline's always here, my dude. Chad's just fucking blowing up, and I'm fucking with it, dude. Bigley says, Eddie is in Japan right now, so it's impossible to be him at Blood and Guts. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. But that even more so leads, uh, yeah, Faction Cast says, I got the Elite. Corny says, yeah, Devin. Yeah, we all know Devin doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, just as a pack was a definite surprise, never crossed my mind as an option. Definitely love it. And Bakley has got the elite. The elite. And, uh, oh, yeah, there he is. Okay, there's the real faction cast. AEW still sucks and I miss Jay. There he is. And what's up? Marlo from Buzzing with Marlo. What's up, guys? Are your ones up? What's going on, brother? Thank you for tuning in. Really, really appreciate it for sure. So I think that's our talk on the BCC versus the Elite. I was very surprised to see Kota Bushi. Very surprised to see. Well, I guess I wasn't so surprised to see Pac showing up, but I know the masses were surprised to see Pac showing up, and I think that is cool. And I cannot wait. And Bakley said it. Maybe Pac joins Don Callis's crew. And we get like a pack into Keshka against the Lucha Brothers. <clears throat> pack into Kesha against the Lucha Brothers. Sign me the fuck up. Kayla, what do you what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about punk and Ricky Starks? 
You want to talk about some FTR and Bullet Club Gold, Jericho and Don Callis, uh, the, the, what I'm calling the new four pillars that we've seen in that tag match tonight, Danny and Sammy against Orange and Darby. Who will be the first to win that world title? You want to talk about AEW monthly pay-per-views? What do you want to talk about? AEW monthly pay-per-views. <laughs> AEW monthly pay-per-views for 200 it is, Alex. Let's go. <laughs> Which honestly will be insane. Because, um, I mean, you know, any, anybody that's fan of WWE, it's kind of hard to keep up with, wait, what pay-per-view is next? You know, it's like you got Royal Rumble 1, then you got another one the next month, and then it's like, you got to, I don't know. It might be kind of confusing because... I mean, I admit, um, especially during WrestleMania season, it's you got two nights of WrestleMania, and then if you do NXT TakeOver, you're literally got like, let's see, what, about eight, nine, maybe almost 20 hours worth of wrestling just with WWE. And then if, let's say, AEW throws something on Sunday, you're going to want to watch, you know, same pay per view with that. Um, understand Tony wants to get more out there. Um, but I think it'll be kind of crazy though. Yeah, that's a Insane. lot of money. I mean, that's yeah, especially if, you know, let's like let's take even let's see, they had what original, they had double or nothing. I guess you would say that's like their WrestleMania, their big one, kinda. And then you got all, all out. out. And then, what else is there? That's Full Gear and Revolution. Full so gear they had a big and four. Yep. So the and big then they went four. to Forbidden Door. So they made it and five. And then you're adding, if they continue all in, that's six. Plus the ROH shows that they make you buy for 40 bucks, which is four. So that's 10. They need to get. Okay. All right. Damn, you're going to make me spin out. I don't want to spin out. I don't want to spin out. I'm trying not to spin out, but okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk on this. I do. So first of all, this comment, uh, yeah, NXT train development developed. Get yourself straight. Let's go. I I can fuck with that or Impact. Yeah, he'd really be cool in Impact. I could see that as well. Um, Marlo says, kind of want to see Pack do singles. Yeah, I want I want to see Pack take the fucking TNT Championship or the um, the International Championship and just win a singles title. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think like he just does. I don't want him and Takashi being the team in ROH because ROH is AEW Dark. And I said that before it got hot on Twitter. I said that a long time ago. Bakley, confirm it. I said all ROHs is AEW Dark, and they put poor Claudio and Blue Bros and fucking Eddie and these guys on that show. Said that shit for a long ass time. So I don't want Pack and Takashi winning the belts from the Lucha Bros, but I want Pack and Takashi in a match against the Lucha Bros because that would be hot. Um, AEW could work with six to eight pay-per-views. Bingo, my dude. Bingo, my dude. I have said this, all right? I've said for like a year and a half now, AEW needs to go to six pay-per-views. You need to do, but every two months, all right, you need to have a pay-per-view for AEW. And I'm not talking about that ROH shit, okay? And I'm not necessarily calling it shit because it's not shit. They put on good products. They put on good matches, the end of the day, though, I don't need to pay fucking fifty dollars, forty dollars to see Eddie Kingston wrestle Claudio Castanelli and Mark Briscoe wrestle Samoa Joe. Just put that shit on your fucking ten dollar a month subscription app. ROH maybe one, maybe two pay per views a year, 
And those are like your monster, your super card of honor and another big, big, big pay-per-view. So I give ROH two pay-per-views because again, ROH at the end of the day, it's just an enhanced AEW dark. And I hate that Twitter started saying that because I was saying that shit a long time ago. And it's sad, but that's what it is. Then, then what I would do is, yes, you've got to give AEW at least six pay-per-views, at least six, maybe eight, maybe six with Forbidden Door being a slash pay-per-view and two ROH pay-per-views. So you do like eight and a half, which is really nine. So you do nine pay-per-views. You can't go 12. You cannot, I will not pay. And I'm a, I'm a guy who, you know, my everyone knows, while everyone's doing different things to watch different ways, I'm sitting here like, hey, Tony Khan, here's my $50. And I'm buying the pay-per-view every month because I want to show the buy rate. I want to show the company is growing. I want to show support of that company. I can't shell out $600 for AEW pay-per-views. You got to add in the amount that I go. Every time it's in Chicago, I go. Collision. Now I went to the original collision. I was on the floor. Go to the fucking pay-per-views. I go to every dynamite in town. So like I can't I can't shell out all that money for fucking AEW. So give me faction cast six to eight AEW pay-per-views. And um and I'm good with and Devin. Sheesh. Six months of AEW pay-per-view. No, we're talking 12. We're talking 12, my guy. We're talking about every month pay-per-views. Six hundred dollars a year. 50 at 12. That's 600 if my mind's right right now. I mean, that's when he kind of needs to use his brain a little bit and just be like, put it on a platform. Go, 10 man. bucks. I mean, people that, I mean, a lot of people say, well, he may not think you get enough money, but yeah, you do. You do like all these pay-per-views and you have, I don't know, I'm going to say, um, I'm just going to throw a random number out there. 2.4 million people pay $10 a month. That's going to add up. I mean, that's, going to help you out i mean that's what he needs to do he needs to realize that hey i mean obviously it's more money in his pocket of 2.9 million people spend 50 dollars on each pay-per-view um but my friend and i always split you know the pay-per-views hey you want to watch the pay-per-view split it with me you know so that's what we do but awesome. he needs to put it on a platform you know do it that way i don't know maybe not ten dollars a month but maybe i don't know let's say twenty dollars a month for each and you get every pay-per-view or you know you get every dynamite and every collision too mm -hmm. so i don't have to pay Rampage for cable or whatever you want so i get everything all right okay okay That's a suggestion no no i love that suggestion because you know the biggest <laughs> issue with AEW is i can't go back and watch anything what can i watch right where did you find their content i can't i want to go back and watch an old AEW pay-per-view i can't do it and that sucks so you're right you do a streaming service, $20 a month, $15 a month. You have new pay-per-views. You have Dynamites a day later, maybe. You have Collision. You get Rampage. You get fucking all that shit. Plus, you get some maybe, I don't know, going network style, but you get some original content as well. Maybe you put that show that they did on TNT on that streaming service. You do other original streaming services. I could fuck with that for sure. And yeah, yeah, Warner Bros. really needs to get something going, no doubt. Because it's four years now. It's four years and we can't watch your content. Like, at least with old school WWE stuff, you were able to go to a blockbuster and be like, hey, can I watch the VHS? Where do you watch? I mean, maybe I'm just uneducated. Maybe you can go buy the DVD or something. 
like you go buy a DVD of AEW Revolution 2021. I don't know. Maybe you can. But moral moral of the story is it's fucking 2023. Have it accessible on a fucking Roku or a uh, Fire Stick. That's it. That's all I'm saying for sure. Secret we- and- secret hidden website or something that you know. Whatever, whatever it is. So, okay, so I think we're all feeling the exact same way about these AEW monthly pay-per-views. I would love them, but it's just way too much out of my pocketbook. So if they were able to put it on a streaming service, then fuck yeah. $50 a month? Hell no. Now this topic I'm going to bring up, because I want to talk about this. Everyone always talks about pillars, right? And we had the original four pillars, and it was Max and Jack and Sammy and Darby. And this match right here, and I hate the whole pillar word, because if anyone's a pillar in the company, and if you're going to build around anyone in that company, it would be Wardlow, and if anyone else, it would be Ricky Starks, and anyone else, it would be Powerhouse Hobbs, and so I don't even get me started on the word pillar, because if I was building around pillars, those are guys I'd call pillars, but you have four guys right here who are fucking just immensely talented. Daniel Garcia, sports entertainer, professional wrestler, professional dancer, exotic stripper, Whatever it is that you want him to be, that's what that dude is. Sammy Guevara, yo, I have touted this guy for years. I even have my little guy here. I even so fuck you, Brett, right here. He is my little buddy, dude. Sammy Guevara, he is the man. Orange Cassidy. I mean, come on. The workhorse. You want the workhorse? Seth Rollins, the workhorse of WWE? You want the workhorse of this company? We know it's Orange Cassidy. He is the workhorse most dynamite start with Orange Cassidy wrestling in the ring. Every other week, he's starting the show wrestling. And if he ain't starting it, he's like the 8 o'clock hour. And Darby Allen, who has been phenomenal over the last four months, who's had three-time TNT champion or two-time TNT champion, he's right there. We know Danny and Sammy won this match. They're going to wrestle Adam Cole and MJF next week, or in two weeks, I apologize, to see who's going to wrestle FTR. My question out of this is, who, and to the chat too, go ahead and answer, who will be the first world champion of these four guys? Because these four guys aren't big body guys like Wardlow who are going to go to WWE. They're not potential guys like Max who might go to WWE. These four guys, I think, are going to be here for a long time. So, Kayla, who is the first guy to win the world championship? I mean, honestly, all four of them really do deserve it. Um, I mean, no doubt. He's an international champion, but not a world champion. Um, man, let's see. I'm trying to think. Out of those four, Darby would be good as a world champion. Although I love this, him as a world champion. Um, yes, Orange is the international, which I'm happy he has a title. Um, eventually I'd like to see him as a world champion, but out of those four, um, I think it might be Sammy Guevara first. My, Sammy, in my opinion, I think it'd be Sammy, Darby, Orange, and then Daniel would be my, if I had to predict, that's what I think the order, only because of, um, the history that you, that Sammy's been going through not just with Jericho on his own and, you know, this moment ever, I guess ever since the pillow match with MJF and them 
and going up against Jungle Boy and all them or Jack Perry or whatever Mr. I Run Away from Hook nowadays. Every week. Uh, <laughs> I mean, whatever you want to call him right now, he likes running away. Um, but, you know, he's just here lately. I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of Sammy, um, but I see him building that momentum up that he's really hasn't been around. I think Orange Juice. <laughs> I'm sorry, that made me laugh. <laughs> um, but no, just here lately, Sammy's getting that momentum, and mm-hmm. and I think that's what's building a lot of confidence in him, and that's why I said I think he would be first, then maybe Darby, then Orange, and then Daniel. I kind of just see Daniel just falling falling in line yeah. behind everybody else because that's what he kind of did with Jay, um, Jericho Appreciation Society a little bit. So um, that's how I predict it. That's how in that order – I could be wrong. It could go backwards. Who knows? It might go. It could go, yo, it could go two, three, four, one. It could go one, two, three, four. Exactly. It could go four, three, two. It, it this, mm-hmm. These four guys, and it's all about stories, and it's all about how they're booked, right? And that's the most important thing. Presentation is everything. I do want to say one thing. Bakley says WWE is 14, AEW having six to eight isn't nothing. Understood. I, I do understand, and you want to get them out there more. But the problem is that we're paying $50 pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. That's that's the difference. I I get it. Business wise, push out as many shows as you want. Make the people pay. Trust me. I I, I get the business sense of it. As a fan, I don't want to be shelling out. Your pocket don't look too happy after. Right. My Comcast bill goes from two forty nine ninety nine a month to two ninety nine ninety nine a month, and then I'm like, fuck. I got to pay three hundred dollars for the shit again, and that's fifty dollars for the eat up. I digress. I get what you're saying. I definitely get what you're saying from a business perspective. Give them 12 from my pockets. I don't like it though. Um, let's see what else we got. Isn't there content on Fight TV? I don't I don't know. And again, I said I'm uneducated on it. I've Googled it. I've looked on YouTube. I can't find old pay-per-views. Or is it there? You let me know. I'm not I'm, I'm not sure. Um Warren says if Darby loses, he thinks his momentum will go down. So It'll be, uh, I mean, Darby loses a lot lately. He's, uh, I hate to say, like, the modern-day like Bray Wyatt or, like, the old-school, like, the late Kane where you can just, like, lose, lose, lose. But he loses. Darby does lose a lot for sure. Uh, Courtney says he thinks she thinks Darby's going to have a short career. I mean, fucking, he's going to go climb, my, climb, climb Mount Everest. God knows if he's going to make that. He might be right. Orange Juice will be the first to win. There you go. WWE is a cheaper product. That's why they have so many. Correct. Bang. You answer the question for me before I can even get there. Exactly. That's $50 you're going to spend on food. All right. All right. You guys. Yeah. Bang. Keep keep spitting for me. There we go. And uh, Devin goes, nothing, Dan, but they suck. <laughs> Gatekeeper and jobber. There we go. All right. So here, my take on this. I, I, you guys in the chat are fucking awesome tonight. Here's my take on this. It could be Sammy Guevara because of the way, like you said, they're about to build him up as the next super duper over Uber baby face. It, it sounds so fucked up because I was not a fan of this guy when I started watching AEW. I thought he was stupid as hell. I did not get it. I thought he was awful. Orange Cassidy is like that dude. As I said, he's the workhorse of the company. 
The problem is, I'm going to be first and foremost up front and honest. I don't see any one of these guys winning the title in the next two years. You have way too much talent at the forefront with MJF and Adam Cole, Wardlow, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, uh, John Moxley, who are going to occupy that top spot. If anyone is going to break through and get it, it'll be Orange Cassidy. Second would be Sammy Guevara because of what you say, Kayla. Maybe the crowd just hype pipes him. Like, they get behind him. He beats Chris Jericho. They have the baby. Like, he's this celebrated star. He's got this baby. He went from this, like, he was a super overloved baby. Well, he was the heel who everyone hated to this uber over baby face. See, the heel everyone hate, 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 hated to what makes you over, flipping over. You saw three handshakes with Darby tonight. Maybe the slow grind continues over the next 18 months. Maybe he takes down a heel Adam Cole. Maybe he takes down a heel fucking Wardlow or something. Maybe Wardlow's in WWE and Sammy just passes Wardlow. But it's, I want to say, Orange number one, Sammy number two, and Darby and Danny in a very, very distant three and four in that order. Danny had a chance after he was fucking with Brian, but Danny is like all the way back down at the bottom now. Not like the bottom because... Not a bad place to be at the bottom of these four guys, but he's at the bottom of these four guys for sure. So Orange and Sammy, Darby, and then Danny. That's my final thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, it's a tough. Uh, where would you put? I'm going to ask you. He ain't here. Where would you put Wardlow with all these guys? you think Wardlow wins the title before these guys or after? I'll say after. Ooh. I mean, it could be it could be difficult. I mean, it could go either way, but I mean, what what do you think they need to do to get Wardlow back over? Do you think they need to turn him heel? I honestly, I think he needs he needs some kind of change up on a character, um, yeah. drastically. I mean, because kind of felt like he lost a moment. Well, I'm gonna say ever since he got his ponytail cut off, he kind of. Lost the yes. momentum right there. It's like, okay, you got your title back, but you didn't really keep it very long because you don't have it. So it's he like, went from se- he went from sexy beast to this like just normal looking guy wearing a fucking little speedo, and it was like, whoa, what happened to you, guy? What happened? Yeah, Wardlow won the TNT title, I think, three times now. He over the last uh, <clears throat> maybe mm-hmm. twice over the last uh, couple of months, but I'm talking about the big title. Like, Courtney, Wardlow smashed MJF in, like, 94 seconds before MJF went and won the world title. <laughs> you know when exactly he lost his mojo. You know, Kayla knows, I know, the chat knows. Wardlow was over, like, Grover when he smashed MJF, when he left MJF. Then he was over, and he was hot, and he was hot. Then he just wasn't anymore. And... What are we going to do to get him back there? It's got to be a heel turn of some kind. What if he joins? Here's some outside-the-box shit. We've been talking about powerhouses joining either Don Callis's group or the Bullet Club Black and Gold. Wardlow, what would you prefer him in heel turn? You want him solo? You want him in Don Callis's family? Or would you prefer him in the Bullet Club Black and Gold? Tough question, honestly. Um, I'm bringing the heat tonight. 
Yeah, um, I kind of do like him solo. Like I said, when he left MJF, he did really well, you know, on his own. But like you said, he kind of mm-hmm. fell. Um, I do agree with Courtney. He needs to be on TV more. Um, yes. Yeah, he was on the first episode of Collision and hasn't been back since. Yep. Poor guy lost his title to a dinosaur. Um, <laughs> anyway. I was there. But um, I would like Solo, but then again, if you just want to turn him real heat, you know, make him join Don Callis, you know, kind of piss yes. piss them off a little bit more. That'd be something people never see, um, see mm. coming, and that'd be more of a twist, like, and it'd be more heat and everything else involved with the whole Don Callis thing and whatever weird things he has up his sleeve trying to get Jericho to join, which it's <laughs> kind of funny, but that's what I would think. But solo and then join the Don Callis. I like it. I like that. Yeah, he'd be great. Courtney's making me laugh. Courtney, Courtney's <laughs> great, man. Courtney's killing it. And I appreciate you in the chat. Appreciate it to all you in the chat. Warren says, would love Wardlow to be MJF in the long run, but got to give him a major turnaround since TNT title. Hot potato. Yeah, man. That that was the thing. I, I, I said from pretty much day one, it was going to be either Wardlow or Adam Cole to take the belt off MJF. I know I'm such a fucking predictor, but um, the Wardlow thing, it's like, it's not even feasible now. Like you need to do a whole thing to get him back there. And right now he's Arn Anderson. Didn't work. The speedo doesn't work. Giving him the belt back. Didn't work. I mean, like, what does he do now? He comes back and he wrestles two on one against these guys. Be, get, gets a TNT championship back one. I don't want him with that belt. I want someone. I want someone else to beat Luchasaurus for that belt. Like I don't want. I want Ricky Starks personally. I want Ricky Starks to beat Luchasaurus for the TNT Championship and Ricky Starks to run the show on Collision. And you know what? It's a perfect segue. Why don't we go ahead and talk about it? Why don't we go ahead and talk about the finals of the Owen Hart Cup Tournament? CM Punk, my guy, taking on. Ricky Stocks, the absolute one in the finals of the tournament. Now, start collision. Punk came out, cut this fucking promo, touched the cup, said, you know, maybe he wasn't worthy, but he is worthy because he knows Owen Hart would love him because we're all here because of Owen Hart, and Owen Hart was the inspiration for everybody. Ricky Starks goes out and beats Powerhouse Hobbs in a fun match to QT Marshall. Got involved in, made it inadvertently cost powerhouse. CM Punk beat Samoa Joe with a pretty weak roll-up. Shook his hand, went to shake his hand after the match. Joe fucking coquinoed him. Went to fucking lock him with a chair. FTR made the save. Pretty Ricky was on the fucking uh, entrance ramp, staring him down, kind of, sort of, to end the show. CM Punk, pretty Ricky Starks, a one-heart cup finals. Now, this is a biggie because I thought it would happen at a pay-per-view. If it happened at a pay-per-view, I thought maybe CM Punk would turn heel. I don't anticipate a fucking random CM Punk heel turn on the fucking random episode of Collision. So, before I talk and give you my thoughts, I'm going to ask you your thoughts, Kayla. CM Punk versus Ricky Starks is going on this Saturday. This fucking Saturday. Crazy. Why not push it a week or two and build it? But it's going on this Saturday. I guess they want ratings. Who wins the finals? CM Punk versus Ricky Starks. 
Um, man, kind of hard to choose a winner of both sides. Um, Ricky Stars is another one that has lately grown on me a little bit. Um, so I mean, I should um, love seeing him on the ring. How he's overcome all the obstacles, been thrown in his corner, um, showing that he don't want to give up. Um, poor guy's been tossed around like a little rag doll between Juice Robinson and uh, Jay White, left and right. Um, truthfully, I kind of would like for Ricky Starks to win, you know, just to build the momentum up. But then again, I know with him coming back and trying to push himself back up there, um, CM Punk will probably get the win, um, which in a way would be okay at the same time. You know, maybe everything that happened the last time, he can maybe like put that in his past. Um, <laughs> his comments are making me laugh. Yo, Marlo, you and Courtney are killing this fucking shit. I appreciate you both so much for being here. Um, but no, I mean, this is kind of tough. But like I said, um, I like to see Ricky, you know, like I said, build that momentum. Just say, hey, hey, look here, Jay and Juice. You can't stop me kind of thing. Um, but if I had to pick a winner, I'm kind of leaning towards Punk will probably come out and hold that cup up. So, yeah. I mean, if he does, he does. He don't. Hey, pretty Ricky, if you come out on top, just do me one thing. Can you just take – I know you might damage the cup, but can you just go, like, smash it on Juice Robinson's head and uh, Jay just one good time just to say, look what I won and you didn't? And, no, actually, preferably, yeah, they can't win the tag title, so you need to win the cup so you can rub it in their face. There we go. <laughs> so you're not going to be happy with maybe a suggestion that I have right here. I love what you're saying. Go smash this shit all over Bullet Club Black and Gold as they have fucked with him over and over and over and over. Okay, Kayla, we got to be storytelling in some capacity here. There's got to be something bigger going on here, okay? C-M-F-T, Ricky. They were a team. They took on Joe and, you know, the FTR or the uh, Bullet Club Black and Gold and the Ass Boys. They've been collectively trying to feud off against these guys. Punk and Ricky being in the finals is really intriguing to me, and kind of intriguing in a bad way, but intriguing in a good way, because I'm hoping that they tell some sort of a good story out of this. As we all know, I rep him on my arm, okay? But I hope and pray that Ricky Starks wins this thing. Do I think Ricky Starks is going to win this thing? No, no, hell no. It's going to go right to CM Punk. He's going to hold it up in the ring like he's some sort of fucking hero. He's going to get booed out of the building, and that's how it's going to go. But I need to understand what they're trying to do here. Is Ricky going to turn or is Sam Punk going to turn? Because at the end of the day, this needs to turn into a program where one of these guys turns. And you got FTR working with Bullet Club Black and Gold right now. And listen, I understand that Bullet Club Black and Gold and Ricky Starks have had this long engaged feud. But what if, what if, what if Bullet Club Black and Gold in some capacity helps Ricky defeat CM Punk and Ricky ends up joining Bullet Club Black and Gold, and Ricky goes heel instead of Punk, and we get the Punk FTR against Ricky. Yeah, I can see your face. You're not digging it. <laughs> against the Ricky Jay White and Juice Robinson. No, you're not feeling the Ricky heel turn with the Bullet Club. I mean, it would 
would make sense. I mean, because, you know, you've seen in the past. I mean, I mean, obviously that's someone, you know, take Wheeler Utah, for example. Look how long it took for, you know, for him to finally just say, okay, uh, okay, uh, I joined the Blackpool Combat Club. No big deal. You know, it kind of does make sense. I see where you're going with it. So, I mean, if, you know, Ricky starts decides to join the, you know, Jay and uh, Juice on the other side, then I'm all for it. I mean, I mean, I can see it happening. I'm not. <laughs> I don't. I don't see it happening at all. I'm just, Kayla, I am just trying to fucking spin ideas in my head because this match doesn't make sense. Unless they have some sort of long-term booking vision with where they're going. And you know what? We talked about it earlier. I don't remember which match it was. But we said it's cool because we just don't know which way they're going to go with it. And that's good. Oh, the MJF and Adam Cole thing. We just don't know how they're going to finish it, right? This here, I think we're all like all 98% sure that CM Punk's going to win this match. But at the end of the day... The story is going to be what happens after the match. Ricky's going to be pissed off. Ricky's a natural heel. We talked about Adam Cole being a natural heel. Ricky Starks is a natural heel. This baby face thing he's got going on, he's got nothing as his baby face. Just my opinion. You guys care all in the comments. You can let me know your thoughts. But I think Ricky Starks as a baby face just doesn't do it for me. I need Ricky Starks heel. Ricky Starks cocky, confident Ricky Starks. Ricky had it briefly in that small program at Winters coming in with MJF. But other than that, he's not absolute. We need absolute Ricky Starks back, and maybe that is CM Punk beating him after the match, Punk raising his hand, shaking his hand, and Ricky just beats the fucking shit out of Punk. Problem with that is Ricky is going to be cheered and Punk's going to be booed. So it's the the dichotomy of it, it it's tough and it's tough to book because in my opinion you gotta book punk heel at this point because 88 percent of the audiences are going to boo that man so why not just pull the trigger and fucking book him heel why turn ricky I, it's tough i don't know what the fuck they're gonna do i i really don't know what what they're gonna do bakley says they're making bullet club look good as they fucking should he is jay motherfucking white my concern with Jay White going to motherfucking AEW was the fact that they weren't going to make him look good. He is so good. Jay White is great in the ring. Jay White is great on the stick. Go put Jay White on commentary. He is fan-fucking-tastic, all right? My concern with Jay White going to AEW is that they didn't know how to use him. At first, they almost didn't. Thank God for Collision, because you're right, Dan. Dan, you're right, Bakley. They're using this motherfucker and juice robinson like crazy and juice the bang gang bang ah! i love juice dude juice is so talented all right and we knew it with finn juice and we knew it when he was the iwgp united states champion feuding with the guys like cody rhodes and feuding with john moxley and we know it now as he is the number two two j white bullet club black and gold is only going to get stronger do i think they beat ftr no but I, they're gonna get they're gonna get stronger, and maybe it's with Ricky Starks. I don't know. I'm very much looking forward to this and seeing where the story goes from here. Bakley is the king of the Jay White fan club, though, so of course he's saying Jay White for president. And Courtney hates Jay White, so we got a little we got a little opposing section we got going on over here, which is totally totally cool for sure. Uh, Kayla, 
I'll bring it to you. I mean, we only got a couple more things. Uh, Chris Jericho and Don Callis talk about Miro's opponent. We could talk about the finals of the women's tournament, which is presumably going to be Ruby Soho versus Willow Nightingale. We want to talk about. Um, let's talk about the females. We'll give them some credit. Let's um, give them some credit. Ruby Soho and, you know, obviously Willow, it's going to be one heck of a match. Willow has proven, you know, ever since, you know, she came part of AEW um, and everything, she's she's been killing it on the show. I'm kind of torn um, between this because I love both females. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely love them. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we know Ruby has Saray and Tony in her corner. Um, but on a way, I kind of think Willow might have Sky Blue in her corner. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't surprise me with the thing that she could have Britt Baker also. And, you know, kind of, unfortunately, I know she's hurt, but Part of me kind of wishes that Jamie Hayter would just come back and just like cost Ruby the match. Um, but you know this match is going to be crazy, and I'm actually looking excited. Um, looking forward to this match. So, um, I'm not gonna pick a winner because I like both sides. <laughs> I mean, like that. Like we, like we always say on our podcast, if we can't choose when we do predictions, we always say the fans win. Yeah. So. The fans win. I like it. The fans will win. The fans will win because they get to see Willow two nights in a row. She's wrestling Friday on Rampage against Athena. And then presumably she's going to beat Athena. I haven't seen spoilers. I don't do spoilers. Don't fuck with them. But as someone who knows how the pencil works, it'll be Willow. It'll be Ruby. It'll be Saturday night. It'll be AEW Collision. It'll be for the finals of the Owen Hart Cup. And to me, I... Fuck, you're right. I, I don't know. I can talk out of both sides of my mouth right now. I can say why Ruby should win. I can say why Willow should win. Willow, the up-and-coming star that they've been putting over in AEW for the longest time. I know everyone thinks it's Sky Blue who they, they've been trying to put over. No, if you go back and watch AEW the last like 18 months, it's been Willow. They've been in highly invested in Willow, getting Willow over as their homegrown organic baby face. Flip side, Ruby Soho. Does anyone deserve this? Maybe... Has anyone maybe earned this? I know Devin and I go back and forth and deserve and earn. Ruby's earned this. Has anyone earned this in the company more than her? Give it to her. She probably should have beat Britt for it last year. She hasn't won the women's championship. She's great in the ring. She puts young talent over. Her being a part of the outcast solidified the outcast as a fucking formidable dominant stable. At the end of the day, I get you want to do this to boost and elevate talent. But when you think about Owen Hart and you think about Kurt Angle when he won and Edge when he won and even Stone Cold when he won, you give it to the person who you think maybe could be the next world champion. And I know Willow could be a next world champion, but I think Ruby is a fucking tier above Willow. So I think out of respect for Ruby Soho and her coming from WWE and doing what she's done in AEW and solidifying herself as like the not premier member of the outcast. Obviously, Soraya is the number one dominant. Tony is the champion and Ruby is like the sidekick. But Ruby getting into that stable solidified them as a fucking stable. It went from two to three. Three very powerful, great, talented women. 
So I'm going to go with Ruby because I think that she has fucking deserved it. Has earned it. Has earned it, I will say. Let's see. We got we got Bakley. We got Bakley and Courtney just going back and forth. We got Bakley going, David Finley is overrated. Courtney goes, no, he is not. David Finley is the leader of the Bullet Club Black and Gold and over in New Japan, if y'all don't know. Courtney goes, Willow is winning. Bakley is still putting his guns up for BC, B, and G. We got... Oh, first lady back in the house was good. She got Willow winning too. Corny, yeah, JD and Bakley Willow should win. I get it. I get it. Give it to the up and coming face for sure. I understand. She's just so young. She winning next year. I think it was Ruby. I think she Ruby just on that small tier hat. That's it. I love Willow. Willow is Willow's awesome. She's fucking amazing. And if you watched my pillar show that I did with Justin and Jeremy about three months ago, I had Willow like number four on my list. So like I get Willow is like. A person you build around, but it's Ruby. And Ruby's right there. Just fucking put it on Ruby. Put it on Ruby. And uh Kayla, I think I wanna say that's it. Really quick, hit me. I'm gonna ask you two quick questions. One, FTR versus Bullet Club Black and Gold, two out of three falls match this weekend. Who wins? FTR. Okay, and number two, Miro. No longer with his double-jointed, flexible wife on paper. No longer cares about his God. No longer cares about his championship. He just wants to go fight the person that we want him to fight. Who the fuck do we want him to fight? Well... I have no idea, honestly. <laughs> I've stumped you. you all night. My answer? Yeah. You know, my answer is Wardlow. Miro, Wardlow, all out. Two beefy boys doing beefy things. And that's a match that when we do our watch along, Dom and Devin are going to have to be bringing out their solo on me and solo <laughs> on me and solo on me because I'm going to be sitting there just infatuated, like drooling about beefy boys because those are two beefy motherfucking boys. And no, Courtney, they did not get divorced. Miro was just part of his story. He used to talk about how he only cared about he only his God, his title, and his hot, double-jointed, flexible wife. And now he says he doesn't care about his God, has renounced his hot, flexible wife, and he's renounced his title. He is just going to fight the guy we want him to fight. And, well, if he follows Twitter, like I follow Twitter, we all want him to fight Warbo. Wardlow's just sitting around doing nothing now. Let's have him fight Wardlow. That would be fucking awesome. So that's that's where I'm at with that. And also, FTR. FTR wins. There's no way FTR doesn't win that. Because I think we're going to get FTRs, Adam Cole, and MJF, which is going to be super fucking intriguing and interesting, which also could lead to a small thing between CM Punk with MJF and Adam Cole. Because Adam Cole was in the ring when Roderick Strong got fucked up by Samoa Joe. And Adam Cole and CM Punk were in the ring at the same time. They didn't make eye contact. They didn't make eye contact, which I found to be super intriguing because they're not trying to tease that yet. But you know if FTR and MJF and Adam Cole are getting down, you know who's looming. You know he's looming, which means he's got that bag, all right? He's got that bag. So the world title might be in that bag. So if he's got the world title, those guys got the world title. Maybe we get a triple threat at all out. And I think the moral of this show has been, we just don't know what's going to happen. And that is 
awesome. So I commend AEW for their great booking, great matches in the ring. And the fact is that we've said over and over and over and over again that we don't know what is going to happen. And uh, Courtney, I believe you could go watch that at one of the pay-per-views a few years ago. Miro versus Lance. Jake the Snake was in Lance's corner. Miro got the win. I think it was at a full gear. I think it was full gear, I want to say. But you can, well, actually, I have no idea where you can watch it on pay-per-view because we talked about it earlier. Where the fuck can you watch old AEW pay-per-views? I digress. First and foremost, I want to thank the chat. You guys have been unfucking believable tonight. You guys have been absolutely on fire. Thank you all so very much for tuning into the show and participating with us. We greatly appreciate it. Second of all, I want to thank you, Kayla, for coming on to the AEW Dynamite Review Show, to coming on to the Bloodline Entertainment Network for the first time. First time of many, I hope. First time of many, I hope. And I appreciate you so very much for joining me tonight. Where can the people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Writer Chaos. Um, also, if you know familiar, you can also find us at QT Valdown if you want to hear three crazy ladies rant and rave about wrestling. Um, but um, I'm really looking forward. I actually enjoyed being here tonight, and um, I'm looking to definitely looking forward to the um, new journey in the bloodline. Yes, and we are so very grateful to have you. Looking forward to you doing what you're going to be doing with us for sure. Thank you for coming on these airwaves with me. I had a blast talking AEW and wrestling with you tonight, so I can't thank you enough. Appreciate it. And again, the chat. You guys were so fucking awesome tonight. And if you didn't watch live and you're watching right now, thank you for watching. We couldn't do what we do without you. Greatly, greatly appreciate you every single time you tune in. Thank you. And if you're watching, please hit that like button. would really appreciate it. And most of all, please hit that subscribe button. It's not just this show. We got sports. We got wrestling. We got entertainment. We got shows every single day, two, three times a day. So please hit that like. Please hit that subscribe. And then hit that notification bell so you know when we are going live. And go to your little Google search bar, go to your Bing, your Yahoo, your AOL, whatever it is you use, and type in the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And when you do that, you don't have to just watch us. You could listen to us. Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere that you get your audio needs, you can find the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And most importantly, when you do that, BloodlineNetwork.com is going to pull up. And we are, again, your home for sports, wrestling, entertainment. We got daily news. We got all the movie trailers that are coming out. We got wrestling, just mad wrestling stuff, and all of our videos, all of our audio. And, hey, we got... uh fantastic fantastic writer coming on board right next to me that i'm excited about and again for all of you who watched for all of you who will watch for all of you who listened to the chat to kayla thank you all so very much for your boy tk for right here on the bloodline entertainment network kayla tk we out boom